It's ten times the terror. Hello and welcome to Ten Times the Terror. <laughs> I'm not okay. Welcome one, welcome all to Ten Times the Terror. My name is James. And I'm Paul. And I'm Gwen. And today is our special Halloween episode. Happy Halloween, everyone. Oh! <laughs> it opens up a gigantic hound. Um, yes, uh, at the time of this episode's release, it is Halloween. We are fully into spooky season, and so this is our special Halloween-centered episode where we're going to talk about some of our favorite Halloween watches. Now, when we say watches, we are not limiting ourselves to just movies. We're talking about movies and maybe TV shows and specials and kind of any any content that that we feel like is things we like to watch for Halloween. So we're going to kind of make it open form and we're going to kind of just go around and maybe list some things we like to watch for Halloween. Maybe there's some things you listeners have seen before, maybe you haven't. So you'll have some maybe recommendations, but so I figure we'll kind of just go around and we can kind of speak freely about things that we like to watch for Halloween, which, you know, could be something horror, could be not horror, could be spooky, silly, etc. Um, so uh, I think I'll maybe start things off because I think the one that I think we all probably have in common, which is maybe the most, uh, you know, kind of quintessential Halloween in our eyes, is uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, the the Disney um, animated feature, which is technically The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, released in 1949. Um, and, you know, obviously we're talking specifically the, the Ichabod, the Sleepy Hollow storyline. Um, which is, you know, narrated by Bing Crosby. It's something we watch every year. And Dad, I want to maybe throw it to you because I didn't know this, but apparently, when this was released in 1949, uh, the Ichabod story and the Mr. Toad story were actually filmed completely separate years. And for a while, they weren't together, and they kind of didn't know what to do with each one until they eventually put them together as a feature. Did you know that? I, I did not. I, I remember going to see them in the theater as a, as a feature. But then what I remember after that was it was something that would always be on the, uh, the Walt Disney TV show. It was the wonderful Walt of Disney or Disneyland or whatever. Um, but that uh, you keep going. My my highlight of of Halloween growing up were uh, those Disney cartoons of which the Sleepy Hollow is a, a supreme example. But yeah, uh, no. uh, others would be the. Trick or treat with uh, Donald Duck and his nephews and Witch Hazel. Oh, of course, Witch Hazel. And another another one would be the um, Night on Bear Mountain from Fantasia. Yeah, that's specifically also the the Lonesome Ghost cartoon with Mickey, Donald, and Goofy. Yeah, yep, all of yep, those right. are winners. But yeah, no, I, winners. I didn't I didn't know this, but yeah, apparently, Wind of the Willows was filmed in 1943, and then they kind of shelved it because they didn't know kind of how to release it or, or what to release it with. And it wasn't until 1947 that they then made The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And they then decided to pair it together as one film. And they initially called it Two Fabulous Characters. But then they decided to rename it The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, which is probably a more uh, appropriate title for 1949. But I, I think that that one in particular, yeah, I mean, I think the Disney... The Disney Halloween features, I think, are very special to all of us and very near and dear. You guys mentioned like the the, the the Donald Duck cartoon stuff, but I think definitely the the Adventures of Sleepy Hollow is to me quintessential Halloween. From the music to the the atmosphere of the story, I think that is just to me perfect spooky season watch. What do you guys think? Um, oh, I 100 percent agree. 
uh, as a kid growing up in the in the in the 1950s, uh, uh, you know, the Disney TV show was was a real staple. And uh, my, my favorite was always the hol- they always have a Halloween special. Uh, not to take away from other, you know, they'd have some Christmas things and so forth. But the Halloween special was Disney's stuff at its most imaginative. And they would include clips from like Snow White. Uh, but they would definitely show the Trick or Treat, the Lonesome Ghost, uh, the Night on Bear Mountain. All of those would be part of a, you know, what would be the wonderful world of Disney, the different names that they had for it. But there would always be a Disney Halloween special. And uh, that was my favorite Disney uh, program of the whole year. Yeah. Also, to tack onto this, there, like, and I think I showed it to you guys maybe last year, but part of all this that, like, now my kids love to watch every year is the newer Mickey shorts that they made for Halloween. I think I showed it to you where, like, Mickey, like, tries to tell um his nieces and and Huey Dewey and Louie like the scariest story and like at one point he breaks out into like a Frankenstein like young Frankenstein kind of dancing in sequins and like each time the stories are not scary and then he ends up telling this really really scary story where all of them get eaten by a witch have I showed you guys that one and she like making she's like making pies I think you did, yeah. <laughs> I would add that to this because it's so good. Like, I, I can't believe how good it is for, like, being a newer Halloween short. I think it's only, like, two or three years old. But it and it is, like, scary at the end. So I would say that, like, Disney's continued to, like, deliver really good, especially when it comes to seasonal shorts. For sure, yeah. If, if you have, listeners, if you have Disney+, Plus, anything they have that's Halloween-related is probably worth checking out. Um yeah. It, but it that newer am- cartoon is definitely worth watching, even if you're an adult. It's so absolutely, good. Absolutely. And yeah, I would say for anyone listening, if you have not seen like any of these we've mentioned, again, they're all on Disney Plus. Highly worth checking out. Um, OK, I, I figured, Dad, at some point we got to we got to address some some universal monster movies. And for me personally, the one that immediately comes to mind is Adam Costello meet Frankenstein. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that to me feels the I most was... quintessential Halloween. Totally, yeah. but for me, actually, it's Hold That Ghost. I love Hold That Ghost. Ooh, good well, pick, yeah. Both together, and then they they did a uh, they they did an episode of a haunted house in their TV show, which borrowed a lot from Hold That Ghost. Oh, yeah, because it had yes, it, yes, I remember that. But that's that's very good too. Um, it's you know, so it's it's like a twenty twenty five minute. Uh, uh, program, but it's got the whole thing of the a candle that goes back and forth and up and down and so forth, and it's um, Costello. It's so good. It. Yeah. I also it's like all the character. side characters in that one a lot. The like additional characters with Abin Costello in the house. Yeah, well, you've got the 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 is it not Martha Ray? I forget who. Maybe it is who who is the scream on a on a. A radio mystery show. I think it's Joan Davis. Yeah, Joan Davis. Okay, in Hold right. That Ghost. Yeah. But yeah, she's got a fantastic scream. And you've yes. got Richard Carlson there long before he was in Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. And Evelyn Anchors, which they always have in a lot of their things. But it's got yeah, a Evelyn. really good, a really good cast. Yeah. And and truthfully, I, I think a lot of those Abin Costello meet insert monster are all kind of fun like meet the mummy meet the invisible man obviously meet the killer boris karloff they kind of had a lot of fun with all of those kind of like that yeah. kind of series 
Those are all winners. Um, I would like to highlight one of my favorite shows of all time, SpongeBob SquarePants, which has a lot of fun Halloween episodes. There's obviously SpongeBob Scaredy Pants, but one that I showed yeah. Dad recently was <laughs> the Hash Slinging Slasher. Is one of my all-time. Favorites. Oh, that's a good. That's a, I gotta show my kids those ones because the, the SpongeBob has a lot of really quality stuff. I have to say. And it has a, a an appearance by Nosferatu. What, what's what's better? You know? Yeah. Right. 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 I remember. Yeah, that was fun to see. Uh, another one I have a more a more recent one, but to me is kind of very very Halloween. Is I don't think I've seen it. Is the 2007 movie Trick or Treat? It's sort of a it's like an anthology movie. It's sort of a horror comedy. But it's anthology, and kind of every story is centered around something related to Halloween. Um, and what's kind of fascinating about it is it, it was never officially released theatrically. It was sort of like a direct-to-video movie, but kind of over time, get this like huge kind of cult following. And now, like, it does have like special screenings, and you can like buy merch in like places like Hot Topic. And and again, it's it's a, it's an anthology, so like some of the stories are kind of hit or miss. But again, it's very Halloween. It's very, as the title suggests, trick or treat. It's a lot of like trick or treating and stuff. And so, like that to me is another one. That, like when I think of Halloween, I think of the, it's like a fun thing to kind of put on. Yeah, that's a good one. Mission the Universal films, uh, one that I associate with Hawaii. It was shown at midnight uh, years ago in Philadelphia as a Halloween thing, and it it's not the best uh, Universal film, but it it's it's way over the top. I'm thinking of the Raven. Where you actually have, you know, Karloff and Legos mm, yeah. build a team. You know, it's sort of like, like they're, they're right there alongside um, uh, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, kind of a thing. Uh, and both Karloff and Legosi are way over the top in the, uh, especially Legosi. But it, yeah. it's just, uh, it just, it, it just fits a kind of a Halloween ethos, if you will. Um, totally, totally. For sure. With you know, having just done the the interview with uh, Lynn Lagosi Sparks, so that I mean uh, her her grandfather, I mean, Bela, just he just walks off with that. But um, you have Karloff doing um, uh, you know some of his, his best bits and his, his famous line of "fix, fix my face." Yeah. <laughs> all these all these great lines in it. You know? It does. We we quote that line quite often. <laughs> You're ugly. I don't want to be ugly. <laughs> but oh, also, right. just having the whole theme of the Edgar Allan Poe different like torture devices is great. Yeah, right. There's, I mean, can you imagine uh, the architects uh, who were asked to you know to build that into his house? I mean, it's so so it's funny. So, so totally off the wall, you know. And it's um, I mean, it it uh, the black cat is far more substantive. Uh, in some ways, so is the Invisible Ray, which is science fiction. Of course, Son of Frankenstein. These are all films with Carlos and Legosi, but this one just, to me, just fits like the the two of them are just, you know, who can outdo the other one, you know? Um, and uh, you've you've got this thing with the mirrors that keep getting shot, which is used by Hitchcock uh, in um, the Lady from Shanghai. Uh, not not Hitchcock. Um, uh, uh, no, no, uh, by um, uh, Orson Welles. Oh, very cool because uh, you've got a bit there where you know the character shooting reflections in a mirror you know and you don't know who who's real and who's not and that that comes out of uh the raven which was uh in its day extremely controversial and led to uh, studios temporarily uh not producing horror films 
because it, it has a real real undertone of sadism you know and how yeah it's very dark later. very dark and i think what makes it work though but it's so completely off the wall you know and this house has got uh rooms that go up and down and you know <laughs> it's a whole labyrinth <laughs> oh, oh yeah you know you open a door and there's nothing there you know uh so yeah, that was as i say i i saw that um years and years ago as part of a Philadelphia uh, Halloween festival, and it was a midnight showing, and I saw it with some of the some of the Gregsons, uh, close friends of ours, and um, so I I associate that that to me as a fun Halloween Halloween movie. I I remember seeing it at Film Forum uh, in 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 Lower Manhattan um, with uh, my friend Donald Delaney. Uh, but it's yeah, it's one of those films that work, really works well for Halloween. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, as again, a silly closing line at the end. You know, it has all the ingredients. Yeah, but it was it was uh, very very controversial. And uh, England, uh, as it went after that, it had been previewed in, in Britain. Uh, in 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 England, they they refused to uh, show any more horror films. Period. They were so you know you got to figure in the context of uh, the mid nineteen thirties, that was um, uh, an extreme kind of film. You know this, this uh, Lugosi is just so obsessive and so crazy. And I always like the part where he's telling his guests about uh, Poe and uh, the lost Lenore and all that. Well. He, Poe was never married to Lenore. That was <laughs> it was a cousin of his that he that he married, but it, she, her name wasn't Lenore. So here's this guy who's obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe, but he hasn't even got basic facts about his life straight. <laughs> right? But you know, who cares? You know, it's um, yeah. Start off with that. All my life, uh, people have looked at me and said, "You're ugly." <laughs> sort of makes the man feel mean. <laughs> it's just, you know, I'm, uh, it, it, it's a borderline spoof, you know, parody of, of, uh, of the universal horror films. But uh, yeah, not, not quite borderline. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, so, not, but so fun to watch. Yeah. So are we teams? Are we going to be doing top har- hammer horror films or what, what's going on here? Well, we could, but Gwen, I was going to pivot to you. Do you want to say anything on Hocus Pocus? Love Hocus Pocus. Um, no, Hocus Pocus is definitely way up there. And the sequel is not as good, but it gives you everything that you want. So we basically watch them back to back now. Um, no, Hocus Pocus is fantastic. And like now too, like witches in general, I think is just like coming back in terms of like a thing. But um, I, yeah, Hocus Pocus is phenomenal, and I heard rumors that they're by, they may be making a third one, which you, we don't really need, but at this point, I'll just keep taking, like, the, the, the Sanderson sisters are just top-notch, in my opinion, and I like Hocus Pocus because it, it's definitely a comedy, but it definitely has dark moments in it. Like, it's, it doesn't shy away from having scariness where they're, like, literally trying to eat the children. But I oh. I just, I, like, find it so enjoyable. So super enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think, to me, the 
the success of Hocus Pocus is fascinating because, you know, it came out in 93 and it was a bomb. It straight up, it was like a oh, bomb yeah. and then oh, it yeah. kind of like, was like forgotten for a while. It was then, like oh, straight to TV, right? Like on the Disney Channel or something. I, I think it got, I think it maybe, yeah, but I think it bombed, it got like bad reviews and was sort of like forgotten for a while. And then over time has become this like cult classic and then, yeah, it got a sequel almost 20 years later. And yeah, I think you're right when they announced like a third film, but like it's phasing that it goes from being this like kind of forgotten again, like failure to now it's like this huge kind of like franchise. So. Yeah. Cause I think, I think at the time, like it didn't know what it's, who its audience was. And I think now that audience like grew up with it basically, like, I really feel like it's geared towards like adults in a lot of ways, like, even though it's like a kid's movie, but yes, um, sure. I think, I think that's why it's like so popular now. Cause I didn't even see it until probably like, like within the last 10 years, like I was not a kid when I saw that movie for the first time. Same, same. And, um, and I instantly loved it. I mean, even just, I'm sorry, can we have more like horror musicals? Because I would be totally into that. Like just the idea that you could have a horror movie, but then it, we are also singing. I, I just, I just find that chef's kiss. Um, well, I think, I think with that, the other one that kind of comes to mind of like a horror musical is Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, set Which in Halloween Town. Also amazing. Also great amazing. music, great animation. Could be a Halloween or a Christmas movie. I know, and there's it's so brilliant in the way that it does that. It's no, Nightmare Before Christmas is definitely is definitely a must, Halloween, a must watch. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do, do we want to pivot to to Hammer, Dad? Do you want to throw out? Yeah, let's do our favorite Hammer, Hammer movies. Homage? All right. Well, no, no surprise. Mine. Where to begin? Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everybody take a shot. <laughs> But it, uh, uh, it 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 really holds together the, uh, the really gothic, the horror kind of elements. But then just all the suspense sort of stuff. There's always something's off, and uh, it's the uh, uh, the only version of the, of the many many adaptations of of the Hound of the Baskervilles that gets anywhere near what the uh, Stapleton woman is like. That she is supposed to be this exotic beauty who's uh, from Central America and has hair darker than than Watson has ever seen in, in on a, a woman in, in England uh, and she's this temptress and so forth um, you know all of those elements just are, are, are really perfectly put together the you know it builds up to the first shot of the hound which is a big disappointment it's the one drawback in the film but once the hound goes into action attacking Forster, uh Poor Christopher Lee, who actually was bitten and had to be taken to the hospital uh, when they were filming that sequence. After they filmed that sequence, he said it, it didn't draw blood, but he said you could see the the marks of the uh, teeth of the of the hound on his uh, forearm. On you know, he was, he's wearing uh, you know a, a coat, but still, uh, all that. So all of those pieces just come together um, and. No surprise. That's uh, being a big Sherlock Holmes fan. On top of that, uh, that fits. So, and you can add, I, you can add on all kinds of other Hammer films, but that that clearly is my favorite. Horror of Dracula's Great Brides of Dracula. I don't know. You know, so you guys can add your own list. I, I would say maybe this is a bit like a recency bias, but Dad, I know you and I recently rewatched um, Bride of Dracula, and like I, I think for me, like. The Dracula movies definitely, to me, evoke that real gothic kind of like trance. I think that those movies put you in. And so for me, you know, and obviously they're very theatrical, very, you know, kind of very British, obviously. But I, I think like the the Dracula movies really 
to me evoke that kind of Halloween spooky season sort of feeling. Oh, absolutely. How about you, Gwen? Yeah, the Dracula ones are definitely great. Mine is always going to be Frankenstein Created Woman. That's definitely always going to be my favorite horror album. It's just revenge. I just love it. I love that one where she just, the, the she's not pretty and they make fun of her and they kill her boyfriend and then she gets hot and she just get, takes revenge on everybody. I just love it. Uh, Martin Scorsese is a big fan of that film. It's a it's a phenomenal film, like beyond even just like and oh, it's, yeah. it's a theme that's like really popular today in horror films. I feel like for like getting more female audience members. But that movie was like the OG. It really just hit the head on like it, it just is one that like I feel like especially as like a female audience horror film watcher. It's just always going to be the one that's my favorite. Because a lot of times these women are fluff characters, you know, in a lot of these movies, like they're just kind of more like there to be looked at than anything else. Like, except for Brides of Dracula. I love Brides of Dracula too, but like Frankenstein Creed Woman, her character is just so good. And like, just even the idea that like you make a Frankenstein, but instead it's like a really attractive Frankenstein rather than like a really hideous, deformed, like sewn together body thing is just, especially for the time it was made is just so good. So good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, for me, taking it back to the more like horror, comedy, fantasy realm, I got to shout out Beetlejuice. I think that's also a very fun oh, Halloween movie. Very Tim Burton. You know, it's 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 Michael Keaton, you know, pre pre Batman. Um, but that movie to me, again, is just so it's so Halloween. It's so over the top, but it's a lot of fun. It's a really fun movie. And, and I oh, think yeah. that and I think I think, too, why people love like Beetlejuice and like Hocus Pocus, especially and like. Night Before Christmas as like kind of like universally loved horror films is because beyond them being or like Halloween films is like beyond them being all that like they kind of embody like the the holiday in a way that I think people really like like yes. like almost like yes. they're almost like watching decorations and I think people like that a lot and that's also why they love these movies so much and they're prime for uh costumes for for yeah all of that exactly exactly and just decorations and just everything. Yes. No, it's like you walk into like, w- like watching, yeah, Beetlejuice. It's almost like walking into a Halloween store and just seeing, like exactly, exactly. everywhere. So yeah. beyond and like same with Hocus Pocus and like like beyond them just being fun movies. Like I think also that's what's like so appealing about them too. Like that you're just visually getting this like, okay, it's spooky season. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, and and I think I think it's worth mentioning. Dad might might uh, hate me for mentioning this, but I feel like we got to just bring up in terms of seasonal stuff. I think we got to mention the movie Halloween because I think whatever issues you have with it, like that is obviously the titular holiday, and I think similar, it just it evokes the season. It's it's very autumnal. It's a movie where there's there's you know leaves on the ground. It just something about it. Just even though I have maybe some issues with like the plotting and the characters, like I do think that like aesthetically, it just evokes the holiday and like. You know, obviously, it's it's spawned a huge franchise, but I think for a lot of people, Halloween is also like a go-to of like, okay, it's the season, it's spooky season. That kind of is one that comes to mind. Um, yeah, I can see that. I can sure. see and, that for sure. Yeah, you know, what is scarier than a pale uh, William Shatner mask turned into Michael Myers? You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Um, another going back to kind of like the shorts, I think another one worth mentioning is uh, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. I got this. I got. I got a rock. A rock. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> oh, poor Charlie Brown. Yeah, and poor Leah. Sure. 
Linus had his most demented, you know, just wait till next year, you know. Yeah, in denial. Yeah. It's not the Linus from uh, the Christmas one, for sure. No, or the Thanksgiving one. Either. Or the Thanksgiving, no. He's not he the done. voice of reason. He's This is his no. blind spot. <laughs> Halloween's his blind spot. <laughs> Um, well, I think also, you know, I know we mentioned some like the Disney cartoons, but also some of the Looney Tunes cartoons. I mean, you know, obviously yeah. there's Witch Hazel on both the Disney and Looney Tunes, but I think of some like the Scaredy Cat ones with like uh, Sylvester and Porky Pig. Are yeah, a lot of fun. right. They're, they're great. Yeah. Um, also, also the dad, who's the who's like the big red monster with like the evil scientist? Oh, yeah, where he gets his nails done by yes, Bugs yes. Bunny. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. <laughs> Right. Just a monster, you know. I guess. Just a monster, yeah. I'm you sure know, he has a name, but I don't know. Bad scientist is Peter Lorre, you know. So. Ah, <laughs> uh, you come to me, Mister Bugs Bunny. You come to me, ass. <laughs> right, right. And uh, the Bugs Bunny ones with the uh, witch Hazel. Right? Oh yeah, I love those ones too. Really good, you know. <laughs> uh, isn't there one too? Isn't there a, a Tweety and Sylvester one that's sort of like a Jacqueline Hyde? Yeah, oh, I yeah. think so. Where Tweety yeah. becomes like a giant hide. I remember that. That's a fun one. Yeah, well, there there is an actual Doctor Jekyll there, and you know, but it, it's like the, somehow Tweety uh, drinks the, the potion, you know, and becomes. This oh yeah, and becomes a huge. Monster. And isn't there one where like Elmer Fudd or like somebody or maybe Porky Pig they like go and like stay at like a haunted hotel or something, but they're like so oblivious. Of all the haunted stuff, it must be Porky and Daffy, and like Daffy sees everything, but Porky's just like oblivious. What? The the Porky and Sylvester one. Sylvester. Oh, Sylvester. Sylvester. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's I haven't seen that one in there a while. Several of those. And, and that's where like Porky's being like like uh like taken away, and he has a sign like "You were right, Sylvester." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. He's about to be like, take, yeah. Well, that's, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good one. one. That's a really good one. Yeah, you know, poor poor Sylvester is. Uh, and, and Sylvester can't speak, you know, in that one. It's interesting. He's not a, uh, but he's just uh, petrified, you know, and he keeps seeing this stuff that um, uh, Porky blithely ignores, you know, right? <laughs> you know, Ghost Catchers uh, has the following, but there was an, a, a, actually a Bob Hope film from the 40s called, uh, I think it's Ghost Catchers, which is a fun, you know, fun movie. Again, it's a horror, co- you know, comedy. That and and the cat and the canary that, uh, but Bob Hope made a couple of those uh, horror films, spoofs, which are fun to see. Uh huh. James, at some point, are we going to be talking about ones that really scared us? I mean, by all means, fire away. <laughs> what uh, what comes to mind? Well, the last horror movie I saw where I like couldn't sleep for like many nights was It Follows. <laughs> yeah. And that okay. was me getting like back into horror post like having too many babies and not being able to stomach it. And then I, I couldn't sleep for like <laughs> em- two Emphasis weeks. on the too many babies part. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It follows. I, I think it's great. And it's, it's, you know, from 20, I think 2015 or 2014. Like, but I don't ha- think I could watch it again. Like, cause it would just reignite what I got over. <laughs> oh, for sure. But I, I, what I, what I like about the movie is it, it's very, it feels very throwback. It has a very kind of eighties vibe, like the the synth score. Yeah, and yeah. It's just like the, the way it's shot, it, it's very kind of John Carpenter esque at points. Yeah, um, and even though it's scary, it also kind of starts to feel like Scooby Dooey at the end. Like, oh, it does for sure, for sure. <laughs> like in a good way. <laughs> even a bit of like Stranger Things for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I love it. Falls. I watched that one too recently. It's that's 
I can't watch that one again. That's the the last one I saw where I, like, couldn't sleep. One, uh, uh, when we talk about movies that scared you, you the last movie that had, uh, for me, a scary scene at all was uh, Ringu. Out of the TV. Oh, yeah. Breaking a a barrier. You know, you can see he's walking toward the viewer. You're watching on a TV screen, so you're thinking watching a TV coverage or program or something like that and then she keeps walking and comes out of the tv screen <laughs> right. yeah scary that, that that is very scary you know there were a bunch of movies that scared me as a little kid um and i'm fortunate I have to say that i haven't seen too many that didn't i'm I with some friends the these gregson's yesterday and they were they were very much um uh recommending um talk to me uh, yeah, James did a did a episode on Talk to Me. I'm I heard it. I yeah. haven't seen it, but I'm Justin. What I mean, I'm scared to see it, but I might see it. <laughs> but yes, they, Talk to I, Me, I liked a lot. Tim, Tim, and Janet Gregson were saying, "No, you, you got to see it." They, I guess you know they they'd seen it more than once and stuff. It's definitely a wow. major, a major. Well, it, well it's I, definitely I, gotten a lot of buzz. For sure. I, I will use a recent example for a, one that scared me. I think I mentioned this to you one briefly, but it's a new movie. It's an Argentinian movie called When Evil Lurks, which I was able to see in theaters. And I, I believe as of today, as of recording, it's now available on Shudder for anyone who wants to watch it. I would not recommend this movie to either of you, but especially not to dad, because this is very much a the church is dead, Satan is real, all that. It's very much a <laughs> someone is giving birth to evil incarnate. But Gwen, without spoilers, I'll just say there's a moment involving a girl and a dog that shook me to my core. No, that no, I have I not, I don't even, I have not I don't even stopped thinking about it. <laughs> I, not only did it get me, but like it shook me to my very core. Oh, wow. gosh. Can't. So, when Absolutely evil not. works, if anyone's brave enough to watch it. We yeah, I, feel, it. I feel like we, we threw out a lot of titles. So for anyone that's looking for things to watch uh, during Halloween, during this during this weekend, um, I think we get some good some good recommendations. A little, little mix of some fun, some spooky, some silly, some musical. All of the above. All of your <laughs> all the above. I feel like we need to give out a shout out to Plan 9-2, even though it's not like really a horror film and it's like sci-fi. I feel like it really like fits in, in with the spooky season. I mean, it could be horror depending on who you're asking. So. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. It could be torture. It could be torture, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, Plan 9 from Outer Space, one of the greatest films ever made. Oh my gosh, if you haven't seen Plan 9, it's a must. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Peter Lugosi's last film. Yep. What a one to go out on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's sort of like Boris Karloff doing uh, The Ghost in the Invisible Bikini. (laughs) I mean, it's a great title. It is. is (laughs) It's sad sad that these these great actors ended up uh, doing these, you know, crazy or poverty row kind of things that uh lon cheney jr's in 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 a couple that are really quite good but uh they're 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 very um budget you know low budget films for sure um okay well i i think this uh this wraps up our our halloween special episode dad gwen i I feel like we uh we gave out some good recommendations and you know i'm sure i'll be watching some this exact halloween Yep. Okay, well, and that uh, wraps up today's episode. Again, I'm James. And I'm Paul. And I'm Gwen. And guys, it's...
Last time the tower. Ah! <laughs> right. See you guys next time. Thank you for listening to It's Ten Times the Terror. The podcast. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's 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 ten times the tower. Thank you for listening to Ten Times the Terror. This podcast would not be possible without listeners like you. You can find out more about our podcast by visiting our website, 10timestheterror.com. That's 10xtheterror.com.